are many ways you can support Right Up My Podcast, but we'd love it if you pick just one. You can join our Rump Club via Patreon from as little as £3 a month. Get exclusive access to behind-the-scenes content, the inside scoop on upcoming episodes, members-only workshops, no-holds-barred Gwen and Kate Wiffle Waffle, and more. Simply head to patreon.com slash writeupmypodcast. Or if you prefer to be a one-off supporter, you can send us a virtual coffee. Head to buymeacoffee.com slash writeupmy. Follow the links in our show notes and we will love you forever. Thank you. <clears throat> it's right up my street, it's my boulevard, it's right up my straza, oh my god, it's garden right up there, oh, it's right up my podcast. Ooh. Welcome to Right Up My Podcast. This is Gwen Watson. And this is Kate White. And this is the podcast in which we talk to people about the sometimes bonkers things that make them feel good. And in this episode, we are talking to sound therapist Fazana Ali all about sound therapy. It is fascinating, let me tell you. But first, though, a bit of wiffle waffle. How are you doing this week, Glenn? Glenn? It's because oh. we've just been talking about Glenn and Doyle. Sorry, let me try that again. <laughs> no, I'm leaving that in. You've just called me Glenn. Every- witnesses, we have witnesses that after all this time, you don't know my name. <laughs> who, who is this beautiful lady on Zoom with me? <laughs> don't you try and flatter I- me. She looks like a Glenn to me. <laughs> the number of times I've been called Glenn in my lifetime, it's... um. I could at least afford to buy a coffee with or if I had a pound for every time. <laughs> um, how are you, Kate? I'm good. Thank you very much. I feel I should give some context. Yeah, the reason why I just called you Glenn is Gwen and I were just talking off air about Glenn and Doyle's book, Untamed. Yes. And how many wonderful kind of standalone quotes there are in it. I feel like I could wallpaper my house with the sort of the lovely little lines and segments that she has yeah. that you just read and think oh yes I want to incorporate that into my brain please yeah I love Glennon Doyle and I was following her on Insta before and because um, she's good friends with Elizabeth Gilbert so I found her uh, through following Elizabeth Gilbert who is the author of Eat Pray Love and The Big Magic and um, she is she wrote this book called Untamed which came out last year yeah I think it was last year yeah. wasn't it and um, so. she's also a good friend of Brené Brown's so you know you're in good hands basically I with know. those ladies yeah. and um, I've just been rereading it so yeah. that's why we were talking about it and it's a book that you can easily reread and I think actually it was better the second time because it had really? such massive massive hype the first time I thought yeah. oh my god this is going to be life-changing I'm, I can't wait to pour over every single word of it and so Nothing can live up to that sort of hype. So um, it was still great and enjoyable, but I was a bit like, meh. So this time reading it, I was like, oh, I love it. And I love everything and everything resonates. And she's my hero. Fantastic. I was just thinking when you were saying this sort of group of friends with these amazing, um, how would you describe them, sort of self-help guru women. Do you reckon they all hang out together and just share their wonderful words of wisdom and speak in fantastic sound bites and generally put the world to rights? Yeah, I think they do. That's in my fantasy world. But in Untamed, actually, she talks about when she met Liz, her mate Liz who yeah. is Elizabeth Gilbert, and they wrote, they met at a, um, a book launch or something, didn't they? Or some literary I forget, something yeah. gala. And, um, and I just love those little moments. 
and you're like, yeah. oh, I know you both, and this is all well, you know. Yes. Nourish you both, and that's so lovely that you two have met and are in each other's lives, and and also the story of how she met her wife Abby Wambach, also at one of these events. She, I think she's an ex-professional footballer now. She is bloody hot. I've got a massive crush on her. And, have you? Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, I think she's she, amazing and she's funny and interesting, but I, she doesn't. She doesn't kind of light my fire. She doesn't ding your bells. She doesn't dong my bell. (laughs) (laughs) Well, crushes aside, I love them both. They are awesome. Yeah, they are ultimate beautiful couple. And bloody hilarious. Love them. But anyway, talk about rereading books as well. I'm also rereading Jennifer. I don't know if I can get her surname right. Jennifer Weigel, I think her surname is. Okay. And she wrote, I'm spiritual, damn it. And um, that is another great read. And I read that years ago. And it's really nice rereading a book and say and thinking, oh, I now know all these references she's making. And I now yes. know all these authors she's talking about. And yes. um, yeah, so that's another one I highly recommend. Great books. And it's nice to reread a good one, isn't it? It really is. I love it. I um, I always have this debate about when I finished a book whether I keep it or whether I give it away or charity shop oh, or a friend. Oh, I love this. And there are yeah, and there are certain books that I cannot give away even if I never read them again. It's just the knowledge that they're on my bookshelf and that mm. I've got them that feels really lovely and comforting. And then there are other books that just go straight into the, you know, giveaway charity pile. Shop. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I love that because I give I'm a giver away of books. Are you? Cuz I've traveled a lot. No, fiction I generally give away. Fiction has got to be really, really good for me to keep it. But mostly what I keep is non-fiction. And I've got my most of my books are all self-help books. And they're all, you know, do we call them self-help now? Self-development, personal development books? Yeah, self-help feels somehow derogatory, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Personal development. How about that? So um, a lot of them I've kept because I've not finished them yet. But a lot of them I've kept because, yeah, you want to read them again or you want to refer to them again. And actually, some books in that genre you can dip in and out of or reread a particular chapter without feeling like you've got to commit from cover to cover. Yeah, yeah. I've just started a wonderful book called Where the Crawdogs Sing. And oh my God, I love that. Oh my, I am loving it so much. It is so brilliant. I love all the description of this area in Southern America, um, South Carolina, is it? North Carolina, the swamps and the mangroves. And oh. it focuses on this girl who who lives in this area in a shack in the swamps. And it's just the most, I mean, I'm quite early on, so I haven't really got into the storyline yet, but it's the most wonderful description of this this geographical space and a place that I would love to visit as well, because it's just, it feels so other. It feels so different to any landscape that we get in Europe, really. Yeah, it's very uniquely Southern America, isn't it? It really and is. It's That is Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. And it's one of those that you, as you're reading it, you get such visuals and yeah. you can really imagine it being turned into a movie. Like I can see it as a film. Because you see, you yeah. read it, you see it visually, don't you, as you're reading? Completely. You get these real visual images. And it is being turned into a film, I think. Is it? I was just looking it up now and it says, Where the Crawdogs Sing is an upcoming American drama film directed by Olivia Newman. Oh, I tell you what, it better be bloody good because that is a bloody good book. It's going to be produced by Reese uh, Witherspoon. 
Yes, Reese Witherspoon. Now she is another one. Yes. If we were having the perfect dinner party, and on it is Glennon Doyle, Liz Gilbert, Brené Brown, Oprah. Perhaps, although I'd be too nervous to eat my dinner. But Reese Witherspoon, yeah. she's amazing. She does great movie choices. She's she always, really does. Yeah, she supports female authors. She's always about female, like giving strong leads, strong good female characters. I've got a lot of respect for her. Definitely. That is, you have made my day telling me that. Yes, yes, God. She's definitely one of those people who feel like she's really kind of come into her own power in the last yes. 10 years or however long it's yes. been. Yes. Um, and what else have you been doing to make yourself feel good, Kate? So in England, since we last recorded, the lockdown measures have been changed slightly. So we're now we're now allowed to meet up with other people, six other people outside. Oh, my goodness. And it's been such a treat. We've just come off the back of the Easter long weekend. And I met up with my brother and his wife. I met up with some friends in various different people's gardens. Oh, my goodness. It was like a medicine. After each of these meetups, I just had such a spring in my step and a kind of lightness to my soul. It was just brilliant. And to see my brother, because my brother doesn't live near me, so it was such a treat. We don't, you know, we didn't get to see each other during lockdown, so it was so good to see him. And then sitting around fire pits in people's gardens, drinking margaritas my friend everywhere she rocks up to she brings this plastic bottle full of homemade margaritas <laughs> and they're so good that is a good friend that's a good that friend. is a really good skill to have bring on the margaritas so yeah it was such a pleasure but there is one downside of this reintegrating other human beings into our life so i now have a streaming cold do you know what i was gonna say this because I've been socialising this weekend as well. We have the same liftoffs of our <laughs> lockdowns. Um, but I've just one weekend of mixing with people and I have a cold. And I was like, oh, my God, I haven't had one of these for over a year. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> did I forget about washing my hands for a day? Maybe I did. Like, why have we got colds again? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I didn't kind of do anything gross, like sort of lick any door handles or anything along those lines. It's like, why? Because we've learned that now, haven't you, Kate, not to do that? This has been one of the big plus points of the pandemic. <laughs> I've quit that habit. <laughs> ah, it's right up my podcast. So this is episode 11, all about sound therapy. That's right. And in this episode, we are going to talk to a really interesting lady called Fazana Ali. Fazana is a sound therapist and she uses sound for meditation using crystal bowls, Himalayan bowls and drum journeys. And she's going to tell us a bit about what sound therapy actually is. And just in case you are thinking to yourself, but what do these drums sound like or these bowls sound like? Then, hey... We're here for you. Fazana has done a sample of Gong for the Write Up My Podcast listeners and we'll be playing that for you in our Try It Out section. First though, we asked her, what is sound therapy? So sound therapy is a holistic treatment that uses sonic waves to put you into a different state of relaxation using therapeutic grade instruments such as crystal singing bowls, Himalayan bowls, drums, gongs that allows you to fall into a deeper state of meditation. So the type of sound therapy I practice includes a a reflective consultation at the start where we speak to the client and find out what are their worries or what are they working on if it's kind of 
but it, it's not like psychotherapy so it's not kind of telling me exactly what the issues are more just about how it feels and presents itself in your body okay once the client is then on a table relaxed I would then take whatever instrument I've chosen for them and then work through where, whichever areas they've said that they might feel tension so with the drums or the Himalayan bowls you can do a physical um, there's much more of a physical aspect to it okay so you would be using it um, near or around their body so they can feel the physical vibrations of the musical instrument kind of penetrating through them right and then with the bigger instruments such as the crystal bowls it's about using the sound in a therapeutic way to kind of lull them into a much more relaxed state and take them into a deeper rested state where they can work through any issues that they have or any kind of release any tension that they might be holding okay let's go back to the instruments quickly so you mentioned yeah are they is this the same as gong therapy are these all variations of a gong yes yes so with gong therapy you're just using the gong but sound therapy includes gong therapy but it kind of includes a wider range of instruments that's that's just the difference there yeah so i use uh drums uh himalayan bowls which are a type of gong if you like and crystal singing bowls how do you decide which instrument is best for each individual person when it comes to instrument selection it depends on what the client has presented with if you've never had sound therapy before sometimes the crystals while they are probably the one of the most relaxing uh, pieces of kit in my uh, instruments in my kit the it can be quite it can sometimes be a bit too much Oh, whereas right. whereas the Himalayan bowl is very very soft. It's it's what we call the sonic cuddle of the music sound therapy oh, world. I want a sonic I cuddle. <laughs> so it's it's you know it's a warm gentle instrument, whereas the crystals can sometimes be a bit icy and cold. Explain to me what the crystals are. I'm try I'm having trouble visualizing are you bashing a crystal or are you have you got a crystal is it another bowl made of crystals they are they are uh, bowls of various sizes made oh, of crystals okay and i use the frosted quartz bowls not the colorful um alchemy ones seeing watching your instagram feed some of the videos where you're playing them from what i mm. can see they're, they're they're very aesthetically pleasing aren't they yeah they are very beautiful so i use i that's those are the ones that i use so they're made of uh, quartz and uh the sound that they emit is just a very pure tone mm. so they obviously have different ways of um different ways of how they benefit you but it's just kind of deciding what that person needs so for example um if i feel like someone's a little bit stuck rhythmically in their life as in they're kind of plodding along they're just you know a little a bit rut. kind of yeah in, in a rut they're they're mm. kind of stuck a little bit then drums are really good because it helps change the the pace right. of what they're feeling equally 
drums are super relaxing because the first sound that we hear as 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 forming human mm. beings is the mother's heartbeat so if someone is super anxious mm. and super stressed out playing a heartbeat rhythm on a deep drum can help take them into that really really relaxed state it's almost like how if you do a child's pose in yoga mm. uh-huh because that's you know I mean obviously we lose flexibility as we get older but it's it's taking you back to something that is so innately reminiscent of a much safer time right okay (laughs) so why do I feel teary oh (laughs) Oh my god we're one minute in carry on Yeah. Well, I was just going to ask, what, let's talk a bit about what's happening then in the body when people hear these tones. So sound therapy works by a process called sympathetic resonance. And that basically means that whatever you're hearing is having an impact on your brain waves. Unlike traditional meditation, which a lot of people find very difficult, where you're having to actively learn a skill to quieten that monkey mind, sound therapy is a a passive holistic treatment. You don't have to do anything. I do all the hard work for you. So the way that I would play would take you from a beta-dominant brainwave activity to an alpha-dominant brainwave activity. So to explain that a little bit better, At the moment we're speaking, we're engaged, we're in a beta dominant brainwave active state. We're concentrating, I'm thinking about what I'm saying, you're listening. That's that kind of concentration mode. When we're relaxing, when we're about to go to sleep, when we're having a relaxing bath, that's when our brain switches to an alpha dominant brainwave state. In that state, your brain kind of reorganizes information. It's kind of like a download time. It reorganizes, you know, it's also a time when uh, creativity is heightened. So if you've ever thought when you've been in the shower and you've had a really good idea pop into your head, it's because you're not consciously thinking in the shower. Again, you're in that alpha dominant brainwave state and you're relaxed and so productivity and creativity can start to flow in a different way. These are therapeutic grade instruments that I use so as I'm playing them in a specifically therapeutic way what that does Mm -hmm. is that your brain starts through the process of sympathetic resonance starts matching the, the, the sound waves from the music. That's basically how it works. Wow. My goodness. I hope that makes sense. Well, it, it, it does, no, it but does. Well, I definitely have questions. Yes, yeah, so many questions. Gwen, I you mean, start. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say that state that you're talking about, um, yeah, as we start to relax. And I've heard about that before. It's That's why sleep is so important because it's during mm-hmm. that time that our, bo- our mind does its file management and files mm-hmm. away and that's when where our memories are created and stuff mm-hmm. isn't it and that's mm-hmm. I guess that is often why um thoughts pop into our head the moment we're trying to drop off to sleep as well mm-hmm. and we're like not now brain um these instruments that you are playing so you're saying that you are using them for different 
so for people's different reasons that they come to you or the different ailments is it that they have a different tone or a different resonance and are you saying I don't know if I'm asking two different questions here but is it that it gets you in your brain into that state so it, it it does get your brain into that into that alpha dominant state are they all doing that are all the instruments regardless of which one you use are they all getting you yes. into that alpha yes okay yes okay yes and you mentioned therapeutic grade instruments yes. so i couldn't go and pick up a bucket and bash it with a stick and it would have the same effect that's correct. So um, <laughs> I don't know why that wouldn't so, work, Kate. No, <laughs> a but, heightened yeah. example just to prove the point. <laughs> so, because like, music, music can be um, relaxing. We all know that. If you're listening to a a song that you really enjoy, a song that you really love, it, it that can help relax you. You know, music is really emotive anyway. It's like when a fighter's about to go into a boxing ring and, and, and that track that they've chosen comes on mm. and it, amp- it amps, amps them up, up yeah. and in the same way that you really can't be bothered to go for a run, even though there's <laughs> nothing else to do in a pandemic and, you, and you're just kind of at home. You know, you can put on, you can put on a, a track that will get you into that mood. Music is, is highly emotive. However, with sound therapy, the, the difference is you're using sound rather than music and music is oh. constructed sound so here we're, we're taking everything apart it's like the ingredients of a cake rather than the final product and we're using those thing those those pure tones those kind of stripped back notes to help kind of uh, take you further and deeper into a relaxation there's universal notes that are more sonically pleasing that when you've stripped it back from everything else it's just it's much more pleasurable to your to your to your ears your brain and again it it can't be too um, structured so even when I'm playing notes when I put certain notes together it sounds it's very harmonically pleasing to your ear so that that helps you with the relaxation but it's not too structured so because as soon as it becomes too structured your brain starts to engage a little bit more that's why if you're walking by the river or by by the sea that sounds relaxing yes you have the melody of the of the of the waves crashing Mm. but it's not too structured so your brain can't grab onto a a melody as such Mm. yeah that yeah that's really interesting so I find and I know this is slightly different as well but when I work I can't I like to work with music because if I work to silence I get distracted the silence itself is too loud for me but if I work to music my brain latches onto it so I have to work to something that is kind of just a sort of unstructured tones so it fills the silence but doesn't grab my attention and I guess that's a similar thing to what you're talking about here yeah yeah very interesting 100% you know sometimes you can find on Spotify the the whales kind of well music and 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 things like that so you can't really grab onto um any melody or anything specifically to kind of take away your attention yes one of the benefits of sound therapy is that it takes you into an altered state of consciousness so that can be experienced in uh, many different ways so that's where some clients might experience that when they're listening to the sounds they see different colors 
Um, they might see rolling scenes of kind of like images coming in and out. Um, they could feel like they're having an out of body experience. And so sound therapy can take you into those those kind of altered states oh. and being in that altered state is again shown to be quite good for your for your mental health and for allowing your brain to process the kind of experiences that are happening to you both consciously and unconsciously tower out of toilet rolls yes sing a song out of tune make a meal one you've never tried before buy a jumper ideas into a poem and give them to a stranger in the park. So while you're lying there passively listening to it, it's putting us into that that state, that that state mm-hmm. that you have before sleep. What is the aim of this moment? Is it to get us into a meditative sleepy state? Is it then doing something else to our bodies? So when you're in that deeply relaxed state, I guess your mind has time to process what's been happening. So sometimes I see with clients that they don't quite know why they've come. They're a bit anxious. And then when they're in that state, they'll start thinking about a parent or an old relationship or something that they haven't consciously brought into the session but has kind of popped into their head when they're in that that chilled out space. And that's where you can work to figure out what the issue is, dig a little bit deeper and help them release it. But it's not just a mental thing because, you know, I have clients who will be lying there and you see a physical release. So as I mentioned before with the drums and the Himalayan bowls, you can play them on the body and as the vibrations go through, you know, it's helping to shift a bit of energy, it's helping to shift a little bit of tension that they might be holding and we all hold different issues in different places you know to give you an example I know that if I'm ever stressed out I hold it all in the sternum Mm. it's you know for me it's kind of right in the middle for some other people it's it's in their gut it's in their tummy it's in their shoulders Mm. it's in their fingertips and so what you do is depending on if they've come in with more of a physical or an emotional situation that they want to deal with I would then you know if it's much more physical if it's presenting itself in a much more physical way I would then play say the Himalayan bowls or the drum near that area and and you can feel the vibrations 
Is the drum actually touching their body or it's just close to them? The drum doesn't touch you. The Himalayan bowls, and I've got different size bowls, and I've got one that I would use for massage, which is a little bit smaller and lighter than some of the bigger ones, obviously. Mm. Those, you know, and you play in a certain way. To, to ensure that uh-huh. it's it's relaxing and obviously you would do a um, pressure check beforehand to make sure your client was comfortable with that but the drum never touches you okay so the himalayan bowls do touch you yes and the drums don't yeah the drums don't touch you but mm. i can guarantee you that it's you've never felt something as relaxing as the vibrations going through you, you when, when someone's drumming near you wow. it's it's a bit like um I mean, obviously, this isn't so relaxing, but if you're at a concert or a festival, RIP those days, but when you're at those, you know, when you're at a concert or a festival and you're standing a bit close to a speaker and you can feel that vibration, Mm. it's like that, but relaxing. Right. I was just going to say, I feel really relaxed just actually listening to you talk about it. I don't think there's something about your manner and your tone. I was going to say, Jonathan Hoban, who we interviewed about walking therapy, Mm -hmm. he was saying the same thing, that it's when you get into that kind of relaxed state, which he achieves through walking and being mindful of his surroundings without any of the distractions, that you know, talking on the phone or texting or etc., um, he was saying that that is when your mind starts to process maybe those unprocessed issues. And exactly like you were saying, that people might come in not knowing what exactly they're in there for, and then something pops up as they get into that state. Mm-hmm. So mm. that is often just, that's often such an important step, isn't it? The shining mm. a light on the thing that needs processing, and it's often just paying attention to it isn't it because obviously you're not doing mm. therapy with your, with that person mm-hmm. you're getting them to um to just look at what's coming up for them and it's a it's you know and i highly recommend psychotherapy i think it's an excellent um an excellent tool um but not everyone is always ready to speak about something and not everyone is comfortable immediately to kind of reveal their their feelings i see an interesting dynamic with the men that come in yeah. um for, okay. for treatments usually not not always but sometimes you know having been pushed to it by by, <laughs> by the female in their right. life but but i think you know with sound therapy it's not as daunting because you don't have to sit there and talk about your feelings mm. and yet you know i've i've seen people who are genuinely shocked by what has come up for them and who they've gone on to think about or when you see them for the following week or you know for the next treatment whenever that is you know they've been thinking about something that they haven't thought about or or they admit something that they didn't think was bothering them and it and it actually does yeah so so it's it's kind of allowing a it's a softer approach into looking at what might be going on and it's a look inward so this can probably be quite an emotional experience for people then. Oh, 100%. I've had people who have sat there and sobbed their eyes out, who have been so moved by whatever realization they've kind of come to. I've had I've had people who I mean there's one cl- client that's popped into my head actually that within the space of 4 weeks she even looked like a different person. Wow, really? 
of all the people I've seen so far, she's probably one of the the people I've, I'm the most proud of as a practitioner. She just she just looked like a different person. She wasn't sleeping well. She was stressed out. She was she was just completely in this state of deep anxiety. And I mean, even talking about, her, I can feel that I'm I'm getting the shakes a bit because it was such it was such a special client mm. to see her transformation. So she really shifted stuff. Uh, oh yeah, I wouldn't even have believed it was the same person because from her mannerisms to how she sat, to how she held herself, to the way she conversed, it had completely changed. She was just happier, more relaxed. She was sleeping better. She was more confident in what she wanted. She felt more focused. Amazing. It really is amazing. So I assume during lockdown, you've not been able to have these face-to-face appointments. So are you still able to um, uh, have these treatments with people via the power of Zoom or equivalent? Yeah, I mean... With offering sessions digitally, that has been possible in terms of relaxation, but I wouldn't do therapeutic, like that deep therapeutic work online. I need to be in the room with you. I need to be able to see what's happening to you. When you're having a therapeutic treatment, it's also about sometimes being a little bit uncomfortable in the sounds that you're hearing. Mm. You can't, you know, in, in the same way as if you go for a massage, it can't just be really lovely, kind of. We got to do some um, deep work in there. We got to massage. push some thumbs in. Yeah, yeah. Every so often, you've got to you've got to get in there with a knot. It's a little bit uncomfortable, but afterwards, there's a release, and that's one of the kind of foundations of the sound therapy that I practice, where you would lead a client through a slightly testing piece of um, sound make them a little bit uncomfortable and then the release would come afterwards when you would go back to a more harmonious note or a more harmonious kind of way of playing. Okay. So you obviously do one-to-one therapy. Do you also do it as a group? Because I've experienced... uh, The only time I've experienced gong therapy was at festivals. Yeah. And um, the first time, gonna say, didn't love it, but I'd gone to bed at about 5 a.m. at Glastonbury and we'd crawled out the tent some way, sometime mid-morning, laid down in the green fields just at the moment when a gong bath started up behind us. And we were like, good Lord, have mercy. Um, but the next time um, we deliberately, at a different festival, with the intention of going to get a gong bath, and we were in this... Um, massive tent everybody lying in their beautiful sunny day outside and it was amazing it was quite kind of transcendental in that Mm. you're taken to a different place in that moment aren't Mm -hmm. you so is is this something you do with groups yeah Uh, with groups you're just focused on kind of relaxation um from the experience that you've just mentioned while there was obviously lots of other variables it's also about finding someone who plays in a way that resonates with you personally in the same with like any other type of therapy you've got to make sure that your therapist kind of understands you Uh, with the group setting it is just about deep relaxation you wouldn't be working through any you wouldn't play in a certain way that would kind of make anyone feel uncomfortable because Mm. you're there for a much more you know holistic relaxed kind of feeling so where does it all come from then where did this this theory of sound therapy originate from 
So sound therapy is something that is thousands and thousands of years old and it's been seen in those kind of ancient cultures and traditions and like native indigenous um, populations you know you have a lot of drum work there the shamanic drumming it's, it, it's, there's a lot of sound associated with types of rituals so whether it's ayahuasca or cacao ceremonies so it, it's been something that isn't as well researched as it should be but it's always been there and it, it's the same way how the forest bathing and you know how relaxing that is because of the sight and the smells but actually that rustling of the leaves in in the trees is also deeply relaxing so nature already provides that for us it's so symbiotic with our own relationship with nature it's kind of always been present it's just that we haven't up until what 20 25 years ago we just haven't studied it in a more scientific way okay so when so when somebody comes to you with um a physical ailment yes. like i'm getting i'm getting the i think i'm down with what it's doing to us mentally yeah but also we're getting so somebody's come to you and they've got a bad back or you know they've like would would somebody literally come to you with a bad back or with a with an actual physical ailment or is it that they come to you and they're like I'm stressed and I'm feeling it in my shoulders and then you would play directly to that to that area of the body mm-hmm. so are the vibrations so you're talking about the vibrations mm. that we're feeling what are the vibrations doing in our body then what what how is that helping so when when we talk about the vibrations and using the the instruments on the body that's part of a discipline of vibroacoustics so that's where the vibrations are going through you and it works in the same in a similar way to kind of other types of massage i guess it's just where the vibrations are going through your muscles it's it's allowing your muscle to release tension i personally don't treat back pain or things like that like that's that's not what i specialize in i've done a little bit of work with pain management and that's different and where it works for those cases is that when you're flooding the neurotransmitters with a sound with a constant sound or a vibration it's almost like overriding the pain message so that's where I've had I mean I've had a client you know who's suffered with like chronic back and leg pain say that after a session he felt like he'd taken a painkiller oh wow and then does that have long-term effects at the moment I'm not sure the the validity of um how it would affect you long term because again like I say I don't deal with that many people who come in with with that type of pain management sure but Mm. definitely people who have got chronic conditions can benefit from from sound therapy but for obviously for wellness points from a wellness point of view it definitely does have lasting effects oh yeah 100 percent, and accumulative effects 100 percent, 100 percent. i've had um i've had people who because I think that's the thing, it's also one of those therapies, you don't have to only be stressed and anxious to come to come and have it, to come and see me or someone like me. I've had people who are almost addicted to that euphoric feeling that they get 
in the treatment. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I've I've wow. had <laughs> I've had clients who have had to uh, touch the touch the therapy bed midway through a treatment to, to make sure that they were still where they were and they weren't floating because they felt like they'd they felt like they had started to float. I've had um, I've had clients who have described the sound coming in as kind of maple syrup and then just you know kind of falling all over them Mm. and just wrapping them up and it makes them feel warm and supported and comfortable and so so you you don't have to be dealing with something you can just kind of be looking to improve your overall wellness or your overall mental health to to enjoy this As promised earlier, Fazana created a couple of samples of a gong therapy session for us for me and Kate to try it out ourselves. We're going to play a snippet of one of them for you now. It is a crystal gong that's being bonged. And to hear both of the samples in their full length, then head over to our Patreon page. Meanwhile, turn up the volume, close your eyes and enjoy. Thank you so much to Fazana. And if you want to find out more about Fazana and the work that she does and listen to some of the amazing recordings that she does, um, she's got a really active and engaged Instagram account. So you can look her up at The Sound Therapist on Instagram and you will find out all sorts of wonderful things about her there. So, gong baths, Kate. So how did you get on? I found it deeply, deeply relaxing. Ooh. And I found that I had a real physical reaction to it. My body felt very heavy, very still. And there was something about the music that 
kind of stopped my mind wandering to other thoughts and other processes. But this is going to sound like a bit of a kind of potentially dicky thing to say. Oh my God, I I love a sentence that starts like that. Please say something potentially dicky. (laughs) Trigger warning there. I feel like I'm quite sensitive to sound because if ever I'm in a room and the music just doesn't fit my mood or doesn't fit how I feel the mood of the room is, I get really tensed and stressed. Um, Ah. And I feel like, well, if I've got control over the music, I have to find a, a rhythm or a beat or whatever that fits with the energy that I am feeling. And, no, this um, is and the then thing though, relax. isn't it? Yes, yeah. Um, and there have been times, like experiences in my life where I've done something in the music, something that's been really intensely physical and the music's not been right and I've not been able to focus until I've changed the music to a rhythm that suits me and then I can cope with the thing that's going on. That's really abstract. I'm talking about childbirth here, but I don't really want to go into a sort of (laughs) (laughs) tedious childbirth story that nobody really wants to hear. I did not know what you were talking about there. I was like, what activity are you talking about? Oh, okay, pushing a baby out. I think it's quite important that the music is right in that scenario, isn't it? (laughs) But also what's interesting is that she wasn't... What surprised me about talking to her about sound therapy is that it's not actually music in the way that we think of it there's not a tune or a hook or a riff or a particular rhythm is there it's more carefully selected sounds yes and that's deliberate isn't it because yeah she was saying about you don't want to get engaged with the music like you don't want your brain to get engaged and be thinking about a memory or be dancing along or taken off what you want is to have the opposite of that, don't you? You want it yeah. to focus your mind, yes. so which enables your mind to then... Um, no, the opposite of focusing. What am I trying to say? What you want is to be able to focus on other things. Yeah, so she doesn't... She. The whole idea is that that sort of thinking part of your brain isn't activated. And yes. music activate can activate that thinking part of your brain. Whereas the the tones that they choose are supposed to relax as opposed to make you feel... Yeah. Wow, that was a really incoherent explanation. I know. Well, I'm about to continue it because I was speaking to a friend of mine the other day and he works as an OT, an occupational therapist, yeah. oh, and yeah. I've probably... And other stuff. But he works with people with physical and learning disabilities. And they use sound baths for like people with autism because when really? amidst all the chaos... And um, that they're that, that his patients' brains are trying to or struggling with dealing with the the sound really centers them, and then enables them to do a focus task. And I was that's like, "Oh, very interesting." That's exactly what we're saying, isn't it? That's what she said. That's very interesting. Mm. Um, how did you find it? Um, so, well, I I had a lovely time. Because the sun was shining, I've I'm not feeling particularly well at the moment, and it was really great to to finish some work and just go and lie down on my bed with the sun on my face, listening to the gong buzz. Um, And I listened to the ones Vasana had done for us, and I think we're going to put them on our Patreon, aren't we? And they were absolutely lovely. She was using a crystal bowl, and then there was some crystal bowl donging, and they were really lovely and super relaxing. And I found they went, they're only short clips, and they went by 
really, really quickly. Like the five minute one was gone in a flash. And I was like, yeah. oh, I want I want longer examples of this. So then I started going through YouTube. And okay. <laughs> um, I mean, there's if you want to go, if you want to just get lost for a few hours, there are literally videos there that are like over seven and a half hours long. What? And um, I know. And suddenly... Um, you're open to a whole a whole world of different types of gongs. And one of them, there was eight gongs going at once and etc. So I tried the eight gong and my goodness, at one point I felt like I had Formula One going on in my head. Like, Oh, wow. Sound Too many was, gongs. Oh, my goodness. The sound was super intense. Wow. Yeah. And you so more of a one dong girl. <laughs> one dong. I hate that word dong. <laughs> can we not? So can we, Do you mean gong? Avoid, I mean gong. <laughs> Yes, you're right. I am a one dong girl. So, <laughs> what a relief. <laughs> so the eight gong was way too much for me. And um, and I did find some of it was just super intense. Right. And it was like ringing my brain. Like I felt, you know, when it kind of gets quite loud. And there was a couple of moments on hers as well. And it's like, it really feels like it's, I don't know, it kind of felt like it was zinging in my brain somehow. Okay. And it was just not relaxing. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I will say that I, I've had gong baths before in person. And that was a very different experience. And I really felt physical reactions to it and okay. really felt a kind of... Um, felt super relaxed and felt the vibrations and had yeah and, and in that instance I was I'm like 100% I love a gong bath but yeah I wasn't getting that feeling through the headphones disappointingly That's, well that is a really interesting point the difference between doing these things in person and remotely and that mm. it, you had a very different experience to that and thank goodness we're going to be able to start actually going back and experience these things in the flesh so to speak yeah yeah um when you have a massage do you like to have music on or do you like to have it completely quiet i like to have music on yeah yeah, yeah. i was just wondering if actually in general because often the music that they play in a massage can be a bit more into this realm can't it and i was wondering yes. if in general you just don't enjoy those kind of sounds well no I I do love the sounds I have to say but when she was she said to us didn't she that in the sample she was giving us she was just going to give us a gentle one and yes. that they it can be really intense and it can yes. put it can push you to an area of discomfort yes that's very true I'd forgotten that she said that and that's an, an intentional thing to push you to that point yeah and that different instruments different of these these therapeutic grade instruments are better for different people ex who are in different mental states yes it'd be interesting to experiment with that and find if there was one that actually thought oh no this is for me this is the one that works for me yes and perhaps because I was tired and not feeling very well actually what I needed in that moment was something very gentle and that's why her yeah. crystal bongs with um with the bonging was just perfect sound but I even yeah. that one it did get a bit intense for me did you find that in her one I didn't no I just found it deeply relaxing mm. and I just I, I yeah I felt this weird heaviness about my body like I was just deep on the bed that I was lying on mm. if that makes any yeah. sense yeah I found it very relaxing and it made me, it did make me really want to go and do one in person, though, go and have a proper session. Yes. 
And then, of course, what she was saying about that it becomes a bit of a transcendental or a, a kind of a hallucinogenic experience and that people yes. feel that they were actually physically floating off the bed. It's like, what, what kind of sound combination achieves that? Yeah. Completely, mm. completely. And how long do you have to be there for that? And I also like the idea of the ones where she puts the the bowls actually physically on you and the vibrations yes. from the sound, you feel them through your body. That I'm very intrigued about. I'd like to go and try. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fascinating. And obviously you were wearing very good headphones. I think that's important, isn't it? Yeah, that is true. Because then you get that depth of experience. The sound is so deep and rich. Yeah. And it blocks out all other sound as well, which does help. Yeah. And I should point out to the listener that you and I have identical headphones as well. So actually we had an identical auditory experience. So it's really interesting that we experienced it differently. And it could be due to, yeah, any number of factors of that day. Or it could be due to the fact that it just suits you better. Absolutely. And that's what I love about all these things that we're trying through the course of this podcast, that not everything will be for everyone. Mm. And that's completely okay. The whole point is finding something that works for you and your own unique person that you are and the unique triggers that help you to relax or help you to feel good. So would you do it again? Um, I feel like because I usually come out of our episodes going, yes, I definitely do this again. This is this (laughs) every day. (laughs) This is possibly the first time I've been like, actually... I don't know if I will. Like, I 100% would do a gong bath again. And I'm actually really interested in that she does one-to-one as well. And so you get Mm -hmm. a tailored experience. And I 100% believe in the value of it and the the impact of it. Um, Yes. I feel like I want to give it another try, perhaps when I'm not, Uh when I'm, when I'm feeling better and to see if it works for me. But it might just be that for me, I need to have it live for it to work yeah yeah yes yeah to get the full benefit from it yeah how about you Kate I think I would I think if I feel like I need to relax I just want to have five minutes zoning out I would find a video either on her Instagram account or somewhere else and just chill out and listen to it and I would I would find that really lovely and relaxing and I definitely want to go and have an actual live experience 100% amazing because also for you You've got a super, super busy life yeah. with work and kids and etc. Is it something that you find you can just go and steal away for five minutes That's and true. it puts you into a real, sen- a real place of relaxation or do you think you need longer? That's a really good point because I do feel like the nature of having, as opposed to just sitting still for five minutes with no gongs going on in the background, mm. I feel like introducing the sound almost fast tracks the relaxation for me. So I think if I had five minutes sitting somewhere comfy listening to those sounds, it would be way more relaxing than just five minutes sitting without the sounds. So it definitely Mm. intensifies and fast tracks that feeling of feeling relaxed for me. Fantastic stuff. A good old dong and a bong for you. A dong and a bong. That sounds wonderful. And a gong. Maybe we'll throw throw a gong in as well for good luck. (laughs) Bring on the gongs. (laughs) thank you for listening to write up my podcast as always you can get in touch with us with any feedback thoughts ideas whimsical musings at writeupmypodcast at gmail.com and you can follow us on insta and twitter at writeupmy 
Uh, don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you listen. And if you're on Apple, then please do drop us a review and a rating because that makes us look good. And also, word of mouth. Please share with your friends because we'd like your friends to hear us too. And head on over to our Patreon page. You can find us at www.patreon.com forward slash write up my podcast where you'll find all sorts of exclusive content you'll also find recordings of Fazana's sound baths that she did specially for write up my podcast listeners and lots of extra juicy bits and bobs as well and thank you to our wonderfully talented team whom without we could not function we literally could not that is Andy Turvey who manages to fit us into he's probably one of the busiest voiceover artists we've ever met in our lives and he still manages to squeeze us in he does our editing Andrew Grimes does the amazing music Kat O'Buil is our content editor and who has also been doing some lyric writing with Andrew G and to Erica Francis George our amazing resident artist and we'll be back in a couple of weeks where we'll be talking to Tim Snell all about Soma Breathwork (sighs) and meanwhile keep trying things to make you feel good bye bye Tell me, did you like the podcast, Brian? No! Oh. If unlike Brian you thought our podcast was really great, then don't hold back, like, subscribe and tell your mate. But if like Brian you thought our podcast wasn't fun, then just keep quiet, don't feel the need to tell anyone. We'd love to hear from you if you've got some thoughts to share. Such rich and lovely views that all should be aware of. But I hope you liked our podcast and you thought it was really great. And if you did, like, subscribe and tell your mate. Cause we don't need grumpy pants bringing everybody down, no. We don't need negative Nellies making people frown, no. So I hope you liked our podcast and you thought it was really great. And if you did, like, subscribe and tell your mate.